Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday we head in the lounge, we shut the door and we air our grievances with the world. And there's no grievance that's too big or too small or too frivolous. It is your problem and it shall be heard. Now, I want to thank you for being part of the Luxury Lounge. I want to thank you for sending your emails. If you want your complaint read and commiserated with by myself and the guest of the day, send it to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Title of the Luxury Lounge. Tell us what you're going to be complaining about. And also, we love specific. We love a true story specificity. We love a real story that we can gnaw on the bone at. We can get into your complaint and feel your anger. We also like when they're like about yay long, about a thumb to a pointer finger. Make a little bracket. You know, let's let's do some self-editing because... If you sometimes the complaints get into and listen, I'm guilty of this. When I do my complaint in the beginning, I'm like, maybe my 30 second complaint wasn't a two minute complaint. Maybe I'm just repeating myself at a certain point. So listen, let's do some editing. Let's you know, let's maybe this podcast becomes a creative writing class. I don't know, but we appreciate your emails. We also want you to write the ones that can help this show the most to make it the best it can be. And again, I'm leaning on you a lot. I want you to write your emails, uh, com. I want you to share this podcast with a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone that wants to put their brain on the shelf to have something to hug them and make them feel good during those times of anxiety and pressures of life. No, 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 no. I'm going to go on my walk and I'm going to let J-Train, Papa JT and his guests take the wheel. That's what a podcast is all about. Let us take the wheel. I'm on the road. If you're listening right now, we're coming up to Thanksgiving time. Dania Beach. I'm going to be in Florida for Thanksgiving. Portland, Phoenix, Albany, San Diego, Madison, Wisconsin. That's like the end of my year into the new year. Madison is my first, um, you know, my first weekend of the new year. But that's Dania Beach, Portland, Phoenix. If you're in any of those areas, if you know anyone in those areas, let them know. I love. I mean. All of those towns are great towns. I mean, Albany, I you know, I could do without. But listen, we're going to do the shows. You know, the shows will be fun. But, like, you know, I got a good run of places to go coming up. So come on out. Assemble the group chat. Tell the family. Tell the friends. Yes, Albany, you too. I know I just made fun of your town. But that doesn't mean we won't have a great show. You, you got nothing in Albany. What do you got? The state capitol? Come on. Assemble the group chat. Let's go. JaredFreed.com for tickets. I also have a New York City show. If you're in the New York area, that is uh, something I want to get you into. Now, listen, very excited about today's guest. He has a new special called Mother of the Year. It is on YouTube right now. Doug Key, thank you for coming into the lounge. How are you? I am honored to be here in the lounge. Uh, If you saw the setup I have right now, it's not very luxurious, but it's a lounge. I'm lounging. I, you know, I always explain this to the listeners as well as the guests. The luxury of the lounge is the ability to complain about anything and everything. Uh, and yes. no one can look at you and go, well, there's bigger issues. <gasps> no, but what about? But no, 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 no. Your problems are all that matter in the lounge. That is the luxury. Listen, we pay our membership every month to be able to have this. What's going on? The special That's mother true. of the year. Doug is incredibly funny. Everyone needs to go follow Doug on all social media at Doug Key Comedy at Doug Key Comedy. The link to the special is in the bio of this episode. You can watch it. You can enjoy it. Where'd you tape it, Doug Key? 
Well, thank you uh, for for promoting it. It's uh, my first special. Um, you know, I've been doing comedy 13 years. I've I've known you forever since yes. pretty much since before I moved to New York. And uh, yeah, I decided to record a special at my home club in Providence at the Comedy Connection. We love um, the Comedy Connection. I love going there. I've performed there many times. I think we've performed there together. I think I might have hosted for you early on. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a great room. It's an old bank that they mm-hmm. converted into a comedy club. It's been a comedy club since like the 80s. Yeah. But they, they're under new ownership now and they really spruced it up. Um, so well, it, new ownership, a, they, the same owners have known us, you know, since we yeah. started comedy, you know, and, and over the years, they've like really taken this old bank that used to be like, you know, it used to be like roadhouse when we first would go there. It was like, yes. you know, rooting, tooting people screaming at you. <laughs> and they've like, they've, it's beautiful now. It, it's like, and it's got good cameras and they took the bar out of the showroom and it's like, yeah, wow, this is maybe one of the best clubs in the country now. So you taped a special there and yes. it's the it's, first special that's ever been taped um, or album that's been recorded at the club, uh, which I was surprised to, to find out just because so many legendary comics have done that room from Boston. Like a lot of the Boston guys would come and do right. weekends there, you know, before they did like the Wilbur or something. Um, well, so, I would I would argue that that's because the bar was in the room. When the bar yeah. was in the room, people would be like, "Why would I tape an album here? I can't tape an album anywhere that a martini is being shaken." Yeah, that's true. I mean, all <laughs> it, all it takes is like the producer to like you know give a little courtesy etiquette uh, update to the bar to be like, "Hey, just don't uh, you know let's but not that, do that." We know we know that that doesn't happen. You you no, tape somewhere never. where your experience was so good that you're like, right. Let's bring it back. I'm comfy, cozy. I don't have to worry about anything. And this room now, like when I went back the most recently to Providence, I was like, "Wow, this is yeah. like." night and day and it's not just because of the bar you know i think it's a different feeling when there's you know they you know they they even said they're like we took the they used to have pizzas i remember that was like the thing that they'd have these and they were good pizzas it was like a greasy delicious pizza and they were like we got rid of the pizza it's over this is a comedy room and it's like oh okay you've made a decision like we're going comedy like this is a showroom you know so i can understand why over the years people were like ah i don't know I'm going to go there and do my crowd work and, you know, and fight with a tiger. It's like, no, no, no. Now you go there to tape an album, tape a special. So yeah, you taped yeah. in, in, in Providence. I taped in Providence. I will say, though, I did tape it before they did the actual renovation. Oh, so no. <laughs> it was like the old. Don't ruin like this. Old... Come on. The yes and me, Doug. Come on. I'm trying to. But I will say that because I actually like having being, being the first special to record there when it was the original room. So I'm the only comic that's ever recorded in the original Shitty room with the bat with the bar in the back, and they have <laughs> chandeliers, which I always think is fun to see at a comedy show. Yeah, yeah, it's like a haunted mansion in there. I have to say, I had one of my best shows of the year there. When the last time I was there, I really like. I I would. Uh, it is yeah. worth taping at. It's. A, I've seen a lot of comics like Stavros. You po- post a lot of clips from from that room, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's. Uh, that's why I told Corey, the owner, I was like, "You got to bring that comedy connection sign down." So it's like in. You know, right, let people frame. free marketing. So everyone go check out Doug at D, at Doug Key Comedy, the special mother of the year. It's out right now. You can put it on, stream it to your TV. It's a date night. It's a perfect night on the couch. You're going to love yes. it. Um, are you ready to do some complaining? Oh, yeah. A lot of complaints. Okay, let's get into it. I'll do my complaint first. Hit the music, Shelby. Jared. 
he has some problems. Jared, he's got some issues to do. Get off his chest right now. Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? Okay. Here's the problem. Okay. I book a lot of people. You and I, we went back and forth. Bop, bop, bop. Can you do noon on Monday? Let's get it done. Okay. Flexibility. Flexibility. You even changed the time. You messaged me. You're like, hey, I can jump on a little early. That's great. Honestly, and I get reached out to, and listen, I hope that everyone who listens goes and watches every special that we promote here. I really do. I And I only have people on that I think are funny and that people will enjoy. Like, I'm not like just like, it's not just take all comers, you know? Yeah. I just got an email and it's from someone I have booked on a future episode. Okay. So I don't want to like okay. cut their legs out beneath them, but like, this is the email. <laughs> okay. This is this is the email. I was wondering if there were a, we have a time booked, okay? Yes, yes. They reached out to me to right. do this podcast, which I appreciate. I hope they get a billion views from just the listeners here. Here's the here's the email. I was wondering if there were any possible availability to do it Tuesday or Wednesday or possibly a little earlier Thursday with Jared this week. They're emailing this to Shelby. And okay. Shelby sent me the email. Okay, so let me be as honest as I can be without giving away the information of who this is, because I like this person. But this is just not how you go about things. I was hi Shelby. I was wondering if there were any possible availability to do Tuesday or Wednesday or possibly a little earlier Thursday with Jared this week. We already have a time scheduled. Okay, we have Thursday at two scheduled for a Zoom. He writes, "I'm flexible. If not, the time we have booked is cool." I can make it work for sure. Then what? what is the reason for this email? You yeah. can make the time we have booked work. Here's the thing. I can't do the time. Can you do another time? Is perfectly reasonable. It's right. perfectly okay. Hey, can you switch the time? But if we can't switch, now you've made it my decision to be like, fuck off. I'm doing the time that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Am I wrong here? No, I think you're in the right. And if somebody reached out to you and you came back, like, like if I'm reaching out to you, you're giving me your availability. I'm mm-hmm. going to flex to you. Like, I, I went and rearranged some stuff so I could, like, do this. Even when you had to switch, I just had to sh- shift things around. And I was happy to because I'm like, this is what I want to do. Right. But I also let you make the decision. Hey. Yes. yes. I can, here, don't sit in the gray. Hey. I can no longer do four o'clock on Monday. Can you do noon on Monday? You said yeah. yes. Done. There's That's if, it. if if you had come back and been like, I am really sorry. I have this other thing going on at that time. Can you do two right. o'clock on Tuesday? Hit me back the ball. Don't hold on to the ball and go. Well, I could hit it back or like I could not or like I don't know if you want to like take the ball. Maybe we go to the bathroom first. Like, no, no, no. Be an adult. 
Yeah. You're, you, you know, I, it, it, to me, this is someone writing back feeling like they might lose the sale. The sale is lost, okay? You have to assume you are good enough for the sale to be closed. To you know, and, and I'm not saying <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. just you know, when you say to me, No, well, can you change to have some fucking backbone and go, I can't do two o'clock on Thursday. Give me it's some as other simple times. as a, a five word sentence, period. Can't right. do it. it. This email, if not, the time we have booked is cool. So is it cool? You you wrote yeah. a whole email to tell me it's not cool, but it's still cool. Well, because that can fuck you up later if he actually can't do it, and now you have now you just missed a whole slot that you could have filled with somebody else. Right. It's just and and it's like this is also like mental math that I'm not looking to do. Right. Yeah. J-train that's like plan- yeah Go planning ahead. date. It's oh, what you're saying. It's like planning date with somebody, and it's the same thing. It's like just say you can't right. do it instead of be like, right. oh yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how that works. How that time hey, works. hey, tonight's date might not work for me unless it uh, that's a problem. Then I'll go. What? Yeah, that's not <laughs> uh, either. You own that you have a thing that came up or you don't. Let's yeah. go to your complaint. Doug, you got a complaint. Hit the music, I mean, Shelby. I- it's the guest's turn to complain. They're ready to jump in. They've got lots of problems, too. It ain't all about Jared. Let's hear their complaint of the day. Let's hear their complaint of the day. They're invited on the show to have some fun and complain with you. Let's hear that complaint. Okay, I'm an Italian. I get hot a lot. I sweat a lot. The, my biggest complaint is these people that are always cold. I, mm. I, I can't I can't take the always cold people. When you're in the car with them, they have to turn. Like, I put a sweater on. I can't get more. I can't take off more layers. Right. You know? Just right. put a sweater on. I, I can't. I, those people, when they think like, oh, I'm cold. I need to put the heat on. And it just ruins your life. <clears throat> I'm with you. Getting cold is a problem you can fix. Getting yes. hot is not a problem that I can fix in perpetuity. Do you right. know what I mean? Like getting hot, you can only get so cool as time goes on. Right. Getting cold, you can keep putting layers on until you're a hamper. Like you right. can keep putting on layers. So why is it always made the problem? If you're someone who gets cold, that is no one else's problem but your own. If you're someone who gets hot, that is a group problem. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. And this was such a problem to a point when when I was dating in New York, that was one of my prompts was I had to put, uh, I hope we're on the same page about Antarctic levels of air conditioning at night. Right. That I and, had to because... Every well, you get to the point where you're you're in bed and they're like, oh, I, I can't do it AC. I like it. I like it warm in here. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Well, that's the thing. Like, well, can you put on a sweatshirt? Can you put on some mittens? Honestly, I'm jealous of those people. Is there anything more comfy, cozy than being like wrapped up in this yeah. like cocoon of flannel that you could put on before bed? Like at that point. You have the dream if you can sleep that way. I can. I have to go less blankets, less comfort. Right. I have to do the. I have to have that like natural ventilation. But yeah, everything in sleeping culture is cozy. Put another blanket on. Put a a pair of flannel pajama pants on. 
I don't know. That's just that's my complaint. That's one of my complaints. I'm with you. I think people who get cold don't think of other people. Like they and again, you can do that. You can you can fix this silently when you say, oh, my God, it's so freezing in here. It all it also becomes like a judgment of everyone else who's like fine. But they, it's like, no, no, no. You can put on a jacket. You can prepare. You know you're a person that gets cold. Own it. That's okay. Yeah. Put on some mittens. I don't mind. If I have to sit at a date with someone who's wearing mittens, I'd be like, okay. I get it. You (laughs) you didn't make it my problem. It's not like we had to sit under a heat lamp while I'm sweating it out like a piece of, you know, uh, like a roasted turkey at Costco. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's, it's one of my biggest things. Um. Yeah, I can't do it. I used to have a bit where I would say, like, I think, you know, I'm mostly against genocide, but I think the I'm always cold people deserve the oven. And they would like it. They would like it, I think. Right. <laughs> they would Jay enjoy Train it. Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Fun reference with what's going on in the world. I'm sure the joke goes well. Um, <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Everyone keeps sending your luxury lounge complaints. Let's get to the emails. You ready? Hit me. Before the emails, we are sponsored. The holidays are the best time to curl up with a hot cup of coffee. Here, these cold people, give yourself the gift of amazing coffee without leaving your home with Cometeer. Cometeer is hyper-fresh, flash-frozen coffee that you can make in seconds. Just toss a frozen puck into your cup, add hot water to melt. You can easily make lattes, iced coffees, and more with no fancy gadgets and annoying cleanup. I have to say... I am such a fan of Cometeer Coffee. Okay, it's they basically they bought a fish freezing facility in Gloucester, Massachusetts, and like it, and what they did was they figured out that coffee like goes bad right away. Most people are having tasteless, right. horrific coffee. They they flash freeze it so that you're getting the most tasty coffee. And I I doubted it at first because they, they they sent it to me. It's the most delicious. There's no bite. There's no edge to it. I don't. I'm usually a sweet and low user. I don't even use sugar with it. It's actually the most delicious wow. coffee. Like it is, you know, when people say, "Oh, this is like a nutty. This is a, you know, this has a flavor." I yeah, always oaky, was like, yeah. "Yeah, yeah." I always like nod my head and I'm like, "It all tastes the same to me." This right. to, this has the oak. This has the nutty. This has the chocolate. You can taste it, and it's at home. You keep it in the freezer. They have these little pucks. You can make iced coffee, warm coffee. <gasps> You can wow. make um, espresso martinis, you know, with it. It's so damn good. And I, I was a fan before they sponsored the podcast, and now I'm like happy. I'm on board. Involved here. Each serving of Cometeer is brewed from craft coffee beans from the very best roasters in the country. It's never burnt, never diluted, and keeps your keeps in your freezer until you're ready for a cup. I love it. You're going to love it. The most wonderful time of year just got tastier. Enjoy a limited edition holiday starter pack when you join Cometeer. Go to Cometeer.com slash JTrain for an exclusive holiday starter pack and get a free travel tumbler when you sign up. I love the tumbler. I use it all the time. That's a free fellow travel T- travel tumblr when you sign up at c-o-m-e-t-e-e-r dot com slash j train so go check out comments here i i especially this time of year curling up with a cup of joe here with doug oh yeah key, mother of the year at doug key comedy that's a special okay you ready hit me luxury lounge home warranty hell jared first off congrats on the special it was amazing and my husband and i are comedy critics 
critics. Not not for real. But Ooh. we both loved it. Found your <laughs> podcast after watching. So I'm a new listener and love the luxury lounge. Thank you. Here, This is the, the dream. Here's my gripe. Settle in. Home warranty companies make my blood boil. Their goal is to do anything, literally anything, except what they promise to do, i.e. replace your broken shit. I have had a technician out here three times now in the past month to fix a dishwasher model from 2012. If I hear, let's give it a try, or this should work one more time, my head will explode. And each trip is $75. If your math is the same as mine, I'm out $225 on top of my monthly premium just to be a member of this suckers club. And I've cleared three full days because they only promise to arrive sometime between sunup and sundown for this ish. And this story doesn't end with, but at least my dishwasher is running great. No, it still won't click shut and leaves a grimy film on everything. When the when the hell do we call time of death on this 11-year-old appliance? P.S. I loathe washing dishes and I have three small kids, so we are used to running this t- thing twice daily. Thanks for giving me a place to bitch. Love the podcast. Sincerely, my fingertips will be wrinkled for the foreseeable future. What do you think, Doug Key? Uh, well, first of all, I'm a little biased here because I, I like washing dishes by hand. I, I might be, I might be in the minority. I think it's therapeutic. Just mm. you're not on your phone. You're forced not to be on your phone, and it's you got warm water coming out. You're 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 I, scrubbing you, your dishes you, to your liking. You know, it's funny. It's like you and I. Like I understand what you're saying. I think when yeah. you have three kids, your sure. version of therapy changes. Like the idea. Of, like yeah. I I agree with you. Like these are like single dude problems you know like these are like live alone things where you're like oh it'll be nice to clean the dishes so i won't be on my phone checking instagram notifications it's like this mom is like i get on instagram for 10 minutes a day while i take a shit you know like i understand (laughs) (laughs) but i agree with you I, I, i hear what you're saying but also if you own a home i feel like you're kind of signing up for those like those are kind of basic issues that i mean maybe if it was included in your warranty or whatever and somebody is responsible you're paying for that luxury of having them replace it it it, it should be working properly well here's the thing and the problem is the home warranty is like you basically signed up for this I know of this because I own an apartment and the option of like you sign up for a monthly deal where like if anything breaks, they got a guy. They got someone. Yeah. And the problem is and you sign up for, when you when you sign up for a generalist, they do nothing. You know, it's not yeah. like you're getting the warranty for this specific washer. So you've yes. signed up for something that in theory should work. But if you know everything about everything, you know nothing about nothing. You know, it's like yeah. this, like, uh, you know, what is it? If you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. Like, if you don't, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's that old saying of like, master of everything, master of none. You know, I've, I've now done three different sayings that aren't even right. But I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, but I got you. Like, when you live in a uh, small town, you know, a guy for each, you know, an electrician, a plumber. The furniture guy, the the HVAC guy, the electrician. But when you're in a, a building, or I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you got to have a, the specialist for each thing. That's the problem. And then this person is like, you know, and this is the problem with like moving away from your hometown, like moving to a new city. You don't know the people. You didn't grow up with the guy who knows a guy and the right. person who fixes the washing machines. This person is lost so they went to someone and here's the thing you're checking off the thing in your brain that says things in this house are going to break 
Okay. Right. So here, let me throw money at this to make me feel better. Now I know I got a guy. But now you have a guy that doesn't know how to do anything. So now you have this guy who you're paying and you're mad that you're paying them, but you got nowhere else to go. That's the problem with this person. They're like, they don't got a dishwasher guy. They got one yeah. guy who kind of knows how to do everything and is just going to keep trying to come over. And they got to pay 75 bucks every single time because they don't have to pay the one guy who knows how to do it, who they don't even know who they are, 500 bucks. I'm with yeah. them. This stinks. I constantly think that when I'm like every time, you know, it doesn't have to be like a repair guy, but I always imagine like we've all had first jobs in like mm-hmm. your first week on the job. You're still learning. I'm just always imagining that guy being like, I'm, I, I just got this job. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. You know what I mean? And you <laughs> right. want to be nice. You want to be sympathetic. And be like, oh, yeah, you'll learn one day. But like, I want the best person. On right. The job. I, don't, I don't want new guy today. And, and that's yeah. the thing. You're probably dealing with a guy who is new guy territory if you're these home warranty clubs because they just are like yeah i could fix i could hypothetically fix a dishwasher but what kind do you got do you have and then they always look at you they'll go do you have the owner's manual and you're like we don't keep these things like like, do you have the directions like also i I would be able to do that if i did i could like we're the same person now you're just you're just the bullshit artist right jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with Doug Key at Doug Key Comedy the special mother of the year it's out on YouTube the link is in the bio of this episode it is in the bio of Doug Key's Instagram hilarious comic luxury lounge what the F do you sell here I live in an urban area where there seems to be a high turnover for small businesses I want to support the local economy and I'm excited to try the new spots, but new signs turn up constantly with names I don't recognize. And it's almost impossible to ascertain what these businesses are selling. For example, it turns out the alley is a tea shop. That doesn't. Why would you name a tea shop the alley? You can't tell this unless you go all the way inside. Another place is called Fresh Pop. But when I looked into the windows after hours, I couldn't tell uh, I couldn't tell us they sold flower arrangements. Fresh pop to me is a popcorn place, not a flower arrangements. Yeah, I couldn't tell pop. they sold flower arrangements, makeup, pop, makeup, popsicles or candy or some combination of these. OK, there's another new place under construction called Nice Guy with no further icon or indication what will be sold there. Though, if they were to actually sell nice guys, that would be something. <laughs> Note to business owners, I have to come in, if I have to come inside your store to see what the F is for sale, or even worse, if I have to come in and, ask, and then ask someone what the F is for sale, maybe your hipster decor is getting in the way of your sales numbers. Thank you for providing me a forum for the trivial complaints we need to share. Love your pods. What do you think, Doug Key? Do you have any ex- experience? In, I, I love to, the fact to me, that they live the- in like a, to me, this is like a nice area. Because yeah. I don't think these places open in like dangerous areas, so it feels like they're all in like an open air mall, and you're just like forced to be like, "What is that?" and and I it is annoying. What do you think? Do you have you dealt with this? I, I think as a business owner, that's brilliant to bring people into your store based on curiosity and intrigue. Like I also love <laughs> the fact that somebody's uh, inconvenienced by the ambiguity of a name of a store. Like they're like some sort of confused vampire that's just like I can't, I won't go in there unless I know what it is. I mean, you know? I live in a neighborhood. I'm in the West Village, which is like chock full of stores like this. Stores that. Right. 
you're like, how do they make money? What do they sell? And then you go in and you're like, wait, there's a place actually on the corner here. And I'm like, is this a nonprofit? It's called Whalebone, I think. And I've done shows there. Oh, they do yeah, yeah. Shows. They're, they're great. What is it? Whalebone. So it's kind of like a, a, a pop-up show. It's, 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 like it's a magazine, but it's kind of like a lifestyle uh, brand where they sell like, I think they sell like other retailers and stuff. Like, I've gone sell- in there many times and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like what, you know, what descendant of the Rockefellers? I get more, an- <laughs> I get more annoyed <laughs> at not understanding how they're making money yeah. than that they don't. Cause I walk in there, I'm like, what rich fucking asshole was just given money to like, like started this whalebone place. And I'm yeah. sure I'm being insulting to whoever it is, but I'm no, like, I'm no sure. one They're buys magazines. <laughs> they they do comedy shows all the time. No yeah. one buys magazines. I I see that it's a magazine, but I'm like, I, I've seen the hats. The hats are kind of cool, but like, I don't think these hats are sending any kids to college. Like, what is this? I think dur- during the pandemic, I, I uh, Mark Norman and I opened for him. We did this show in like the end of montauk it was like mm-hmm. the tip of like montauk's at the very end of long island right that's right. like this another was- a, another area with a bunch of shops owned by people who don't need money yes that's what it feels it was, like it was at like a beach house it was like a whalebone pop-up shop and the show was on the back deck and it was for like 17 people in adirondack chairs during the <laughs> pandemic and it was like us they were selling like hot sauce it was like a hot sauce pop-up yes like craft beer and like i'm like how did they afford to pay Norman to come all the way out here. But uh, they were cool. They were super nice people. But you're right. You're like, who's coming all the way out here to buy hot sauce? Well, that's the thing that you get. You know, there's a lot of these companies now that I'm like, can you stop wasting our time? Like, I don't want, you know, like the story of like, we make the hot sauce that also feeds the children of, <laughs> you know, Portland, Maine, the hot sauce yeah. needs that they have. And you're like, can you just tell me? that you don't need this company. Like, like when I see like this person with like fresh pop and nice guy and the alley, like I don't believe, you know, I think there's this, like the income inequality in this country is so huge right now that I'm like, right. I, I kind of look at these stores and I'm like, okay, what's the grift? What is like, is there someone yeah. that owns the alley? That's like, if we don't sell any tea bags today, I gotta, I can't pay rent. I don't believe that. Like, I feel like there's like this like brand of store that doesn't need to make money but charges you seven thousand dollars for a tea bag, and you're like, why am I involved in this? Why am I involved in this fake business to tell your parents that you're doing something? Yeah, That's I what- think it's a it's a front. I feel like I don't know. It's like a passion project for for rich entrepreneurs, I guess. It's like a it's like it's the it's the the project that you give to your your relative as a tax write off or something. Right. And and sometimes I think the the grift is that we're involved in is for them to act for everyone so that they can say they have a job. Instead yeah. like I'd, my, I I guess I'd much rather my debutantes be debutantes. Like I'd much rather like what I I don't even know if I'm using the right word. Like I'd much rather my like Rockefeller just be a Hunger Games winner and just live that way instead yeah. of telling me like, well, I have a business and we sell, you know, socks for babies. Yeah. And you're like, what? what? This isn't a store. That's crazy. <laughs> I used to run a, uh, a comedy show in Newport, Rhode Island, which is, you know, a big vacation. Another area. Yeah. Taylor it was Swift. A, it, 
it was a yeah well she's in like west westerly rhode island or what uh, watch hill rhode island but watch uh hill, yeah, yeah newport it's very you know very touristy and this perfect bar for comedy at a downstairs under kind of like the cellar it was like perfect uh they sold the bar and now it's a bookstore and it's okay. like no I, why Ooh. and i've never seen anybody in this bookstore it how is it surviving how did it go from lick you know alcohol where you're like we got to sell these five dollar bud lights we got to get them out here we got to yeah. bring people in we got to have a comedy show so that we can bring people into like bookstore how does that happen I don't know. Uh, it, it's insane. And they're all like super expensive books. Nobody. And it's not like a local area where it's all the townies that don't read books. <laughs> J train podcast at Juma.com here with Doug Key. We're sponsored. We do have businesses that need your business. This is a good one. You've got holiday parties to attend. Make sure you look sharp with Indochino. The brand that brings your custom fit favorites is having a huge Black Friday sale in-store and online starting November 6th. Okay, so people, made-for-you suits start at just $349. That is, I can't tell you, a suit that is made for your body is worth its weight in gold, and they're doing it. Made-for-you suits start at just $349. Premium shirts start at just $49. Get more looks for less with Indochino's unbelievable bundles. Two suits starting at just $749 and five shirts at $249. I mean, that's got you set up for like years to come. Yeah. Give yourself countless customizable options with new styles and fabrics added throughout the sale. Every suit is made to fit your exact measurements. So you'll always feel the best dress. I got to say. I have stuff from Indochino. When I wear it, I just feel good. It's made for me. You know, 99% of people can't just pick something up off the rack. You got to get something that fits you. And when you feel good, you look good, you walk better. It's just a it's just a whole body high with hundreds yeah. of high quality fabrics to choose from and the ability to customize your clothing down to the buttons. And when you've been a part of the process of making what you got, you feel better in it. Indochino lets you get that luxury look without the luxury price tag. Refresh your wardrobe with the best prices of the year during Indochino's Black Friday event. Secure your appointment now with sales starting in-store and online November 6th at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Love it, love it, love it. So get involved with Indochino here with Doug Key. Return to office laptop charging headache. Okay. Jared, at the risk of wading into into soul-sucking small-talk territory, return to office sucks. My office has desk setups that consist of monitors that can be disconnected. That sorry, that uh, consist of monitor My office has desk setups that consist of monitors that can be connected to via a single cord that handles both charging and display. While these cords work fine when your laptop has well has a well-charged battery, they are completely useless if your laptop is dead. For some reason, this cord does not have the ability to charge a, la- a dead, lab- dead laptop. Only add charge to the one that's already alive. I show up in the office with my only laptop. With only my laptop having left my standalone charger at home due to my misguided assumption that these charging cords would be able to charge a laptop. Instead... My laptop sits on my desk for 15 minutes, occasionally flashing the charging symbol, giving me false hope until I'm reduced to panhandling to people on my floor. I've never met before for a standalone charger I can use to jolt my laptop back to life. Embarrassing. 
What is so difficult about setting up a charging cord that passes enough power to bring a laptop back to life? Why can't we have one cord that charges a laptop and another one that char- connects to the display? It's especially frustrating since I work at a tech company. That, <laughs> you're a tech company that can't charge a laptop. <laughs> that should definitely have this figured out. It's 2023. I can ask a bot to wire an English paper, uh, but I can't char- charge my laptop. What do you think, Doug Key? Ah, uh, I mean, the irony of, of of a tech job not providing you the, the proper technology to to work is to is do hilarious. the job. Yeah. Yeah. That's like it's the same thing with like healthcare. how like healthcare mm-hmm. is supposed to care for your health and, and it doesn't. So it's <laughs> the juxtaposition is, is hilarious. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe ask your supervisor for a, something that works so your productivity is better. Here's what I love. I know what's going on without them telling me what's going on. You know, the, the the question inevitably becomes, why are you showing up with a laptop that isn't charged? And it's because I was in bed with my computer watching a movie. That's why. And I fell asleep to my computer. I do the same thing. I bring my computer into bed. Sure. You put on, you know, whatever streamer you're into And you open the computer and you fall asleep next to it as if it's your wife or your husband. And someone at work is going to be like, and the problem with this is someone at their work is going to go, well, why isn't it charged? And now you have to like let them in behind the curtain more than you ever wanted to let someone at work behind the curtain. Like, I don't want to have to say, yeah, well, I sleep with my laptop because I don't have a significant other to sleep with. And I like watching The Office because that's the only thing that will put me to bed. And yeah, I'm 38. And yeah, I live in a, you know, by myself. (laughs) And yeah, the, the laptop doesn't charge in my bed because I'm afraid that if I plug it in while I'm sleeping it'll explode because my mom told me she saw that on the news one day like all of this stuff is like horrific to talk about and it's like if they just had a cord yeah that would charge your laptop you wouldn't have to admit to these people that you don't know at work like hey do you got a laptop cord do you got a charger please you're walking around like you're panhandling in the subway it's horrific I don't want to talk to people on that level that's the problem yeah it, that, it just reminds me of the, the kid in school who, like, you know, if if you forgot money, he was always trying to ask you, for, "Hey, can I borrow money for, uh, you know, uh, for a, for the soda machine or for right. lunch today?" And you're like, "Are you? What's going on? Can't you right. can you scrounge up two fifty at home? What? Why don't you have any change? Well, mom yeah. and dad are going through a tough time. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't I need to I, hear that. I always appreciated the guy that would always lend money, and he had like a book where he'd be like. All right, uh, Tommy, uh, you owe me seventy five cents, and he had like he was like a right. bookie. Of yeah, high I, I like that guy. You could always tell who was going to be okay with money for the rest of their lives. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, someone like that where they're like, okay, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, you're just going to have to do a two percent return. Like they knew that when they were like eight. Yeah, they understood <laughs> interest. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're loan shark <laughs> to get you, you know, a soda at the at the machine so you can get a Powerade. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at Juma.com here with Doug Key. At Doug Key Comedy. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Mother of the Year. That's the special. It's on YouTube. Luxury Lounge. Former coworker visits the office. Jared and Guest, let's get into it. I used to work with a guy who I hate. (laughs) Good start. I like this person. Don't we all? He wasn't particularly good at his job, and he talked down to women. I was thrilled when he got another job, and I figured I'd never have to see him again. I should have known better. 
I live in D.C. and networking is a big thing here, especially if you work in politics, which I do. So people like to stay in touch professionally. I will say D.C. is the home of staying in touch with someone from work that you really don't want to. Like, it feels like everyone. I just did shows in D.C. It does feel like everyone's always at a networking meeting. Like everyone is always on a little bit on a little bit like, hey, Mm -hmm. what's going on at the office? You know, like a little that way. Anyways, when he left, his wife was about seven months pregnant. Fast forward a couple months later, and he shows up to the office to visit. He bring to, shows up to the office to visit. He brings the baby. He popped in unannounced, so I couldn't even plan to be out of the office. <laughs> Instead, I was forced to pretend to be happy to see him and his stupid baby. Your job is not like college where you need to return for a homecoming reunion. Go away and never come back. Signed, you don't even go here. I couldn't agree more. What do you... Two months I, I, is also not... Long I enough. agree. I just left uh, New York. I, I moved to Massachusetts recently. and I, I left New York and I went back to New York to bring my keys to my my uh, my landlord to return my keys. And mm. I worked down the road and I had every opportunity to go and pop in. This was a couple months later and be like, hey, guys, remember me? But I was like, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to go and be like homecoming, baby. I'm back two months right. later. What's there to even talk about with these people? It's not like people you shared like intimate moments with. Sure, maybe some people in an office were like, yeah, like he, you know, I have a wife and kid, but like the idea that he comes back, he's like, hello, office. Like, I don't know. Like, do you have nothing to do? Do you have, don't you have other things going on? I'm with you. I would never go back. That's that main character syndrome where they just feel like they, they're like, that's the end of the movie scene. You know, right. where it's they, like, he's back. Right. Everyone at this office ceased to exist from the universe and have their own lives and their own jobs because you left. Yeah. When you left, the movie left with you. And it's a huge admission to how much of a narcissist this guy is. Right. And nobody's wondering, I wonder what the baby looks like. No. Nobody cares. Like a we baby. can see a picture. Yeah, it looks like right. a baby. If we gave a shit about you, We'd be following on social media, and we'd also make a plan to see each other outside of office hours. Like, right. that's the true measure of how you use your time, how important someone is to you. The true yes. measure of someone being important to you is do you make the time outside of the places you have to be exactly. to be in a place where you don't have to be with them? And what exactly. this person is doing is they're taking advantage of the prison system that is your office. You none of you can leave. He gets people that have to be nice to him. Yeah, yeah. It's bullshit. He, you know, and, and and honestly, he's avoiding the honesty that comes with, hey, you want to get together and see my baby after work? No, I got other things to do. I don't need to see yeah. your baby. Send me a picture. If they actually put themselves to the test of hearing what people honestly thought, which is to say, Hey, I'm getting a having a get together because I'm back in town. And then they'd see no one showed up. Then yeah. they would have to realize they're not the main character. No one at that office liked them. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No, I'm on. I'm on her side. Or whoever. When wrote did that, you? Him. When did you move? You're back in Massachusetts. Yeah, we moved back. My my lady and I were actually uh, having a, a baby. Congratulations. Uh, thank Don't you. Don't bring yeah. it to the office. I will. Have, that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not even gonna go by myself. Right. I'll send a text to be like, "Hey, I'm back in t-, like years later." <laughs> yeah, I'll be like I'm I'm outside. If you guys want to come say hi for a quick second, that's fine. No problem. If not, <laughs> in the so, cold, yeah, mi- 
no jacket because <laughs> you guys run hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I moved back home, and uh, so we're gonna have the kid in, in one month. And, oh my uh, god! So yeah, you go back to Massachusetts, and are you happier in Massachusetts, or do you miss the New York City big city? I, mi- I miss it. I miss it, but it's like. The grass is always greener, of course, and like right. you know, you grew up in Massachusetts. It's mm-hmm. quaint, the foliage, the you know, the the neighborhoods, the suburban life, but it's close enough. Like I was, you know, I do a festival in, in Newport, so I was driving back from New York to to New England like all the time. The so festival it, in Newport, it's called the Rogue Island Comedy Festival. Comedy Fest, yep. It, Comedy Fest, it's fantastic. It's a it's a cool thing because it's fall in Newport. Right. Yeah, we do it in October and we do it in May, uh, Memorial Day weekend now too. We do it twice a year because it's okay. just it, the October one would sell out. It got so popular, and I'm like, why don't we just do the same thing on another touristy holiday weekend in Newport? You know, right? And it's like a time of year to go to Newport that's like fun because it's like yeah. not the the peak. You know, yeah, the, all the beachgoers are gone. It, it's a, it's an overlap of like you know tourists and locals coming out in October. So it's it's a good mix yeah definitely go follow doug uh the i've done the festival it's great um and you're gonna love it so it's like a cool you know i always when people come here with like their live events it's like what's something to like change things up like i would say like if you're gonna go to like newport hey let's plan a trip around the festival and we get to see some fun shows and we see some great comedians and be in like a cool area that like is specific to that area like you know yeah, you don't just a go lot to of newport yeah yeah it's got a lot of history people come from new york to come to the festival and i'm like they could just go to the city and go to the cellar but they want to mm-hmm. come to a destination spot and see a, a new york style show in newport so at doug key comedy go follow mother of the year that's on youtube so funny luxury lounge starbucks nutritional info jared all the feathers my fiance and i brought our 12 friends to your Milwaukee show last year, and we had the best time ever. Well, thank you. They all became fast fans, and everyone enjoyed your special. To my complaint, I'm a basic bitch who loves to treat herself to Starbucks. Of course, I indulge in the pumpkin spice lattes this time of year. I love that Starbucks has the mobile order feature with endless customizations. However, when you make a change to the drink, the nutritional info doesn't change. For example, in my PSL, I switch to oat milk and way less pumps of pumpkin. I know this makes my drink, quote unquote, better. Emphasis on the quotes because I know I know it's still horrible for you. But if I'm going to make the customizations, I'd like to see the calories and sugar content drop with my changes. When I complain about those, people tell me I should support local. Aye. I also loved uh, to do that, but I am a third grade teacher, so I'm gifted an unreal amount of gift cards each year for my for many occasions. Anyways, with all the technology asking the nutritional information being updated as you make changes should be that shouldn't be that hard. Thanks for the safe space to complain. A betch trying to feel slightly better about her choices. I love this complaint. What do you think, Doug Key? Uh I I mean, I'm a fairly healthy guy. I can either eat very healthy or just let myself go completely. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't enjoy a sweet coffee mm. uh from Starbucks. I in fact every time I go through a drive through, I always like I always put my hand up and I'm always like, can I have half a pump of pumpkin? Just half a pump. Mm. And because they, if you say pumpkin, they're going to, they're cranking on that thing. Right, right, you know? right. So if you're making an effort to do less, yeah, you want to be rewarded with the visual of like seeing those numbers. But I don't know, maybe just round up that way. You're, <laughs> who cares? 
I, here's the thing. We have been put into this gamified world. Everything's gamified. When you yes. date, you swipe everything's rights. Everything's fantasy, yeah. Everything's fantasy. Everything's points. Weight Watchers, you got to have the right points. Delta, get your miles. Bonvoy, get your points. Do you want points or do you want the water? Everything is made that way. Starbucks, I'm sure the app has some sort of point structure where they understand the feeling of good that comes from the dopamine hit that comes from becoming a gold star Starbucks member. I don't know if that exists, but I'm sure there's a point system on Starbucks app that lets you achieve new Starbucks goals. So when you have an app that that is based on goal achievement, that is based on hit grabbing the rings, for you to put the nutritional info on a pumpkin spice latte, but then it doesn't change when I'm yeah. trying to change it to a non-fat creamer or one, you know, skim milk. When you change it from creamer to skim milk, it should allow me to get my points in other ways where I can now get the rings of like, oh, I stayed under 100 calories on this drink. And you know what it also does? Here's the thing. And this is straight to your point, Doug Key. When they're, when you get any pump of pumpkin, they, they hit that pump. Yeah. Now it keeps them honest. If they knew that you were getting a drink based on 100 calories, then they would know, I got to go half a pump because I've already made the promise that the nutritional info is given. They're trying. Right. They're, they're doing this for a reason. They don't want to be held accountable for the yeah. calories that they give because they don't trust their workers to do right by the order. Yeah, no, that's true. And also, I feel like, uh, if, if you know, it's kind of like if you do a, a good deed or you do charity, just mm. know intrinsically that you did that. You don't need to post about it. Same thing with these calories. Right. Just if you're going to, you know, make a healthier choice and it doesn't show that, I, just know that you made the healthier choice. But the thing is, I know it, but if I'm doing it over the app, I can't mm. trust that they're keeping to it. That's the yeah. problem here. It's not that, like, this person, yeah, they want it for themselves. They want to, like, not have to look at a drink. They're like, no, it says 700 calories, but it's actually a 350 because I've done the math in my brain that they're going to go. But then if it's not written on the app, then how can we trust that this is being done for us when they're making it at the Starbucks? I yeah. This would put me in a position of, like, no, I'm not ordering over the app. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to go behind the counter. I'm yes. going to watch them pump. I'm going to go, no, 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 just a little touch, a little touch. Yeah. And then, you know, it makes you, what it turns you into is management. It turns right. you, it, it it takes you from customer to working at the at the Starbucks. Because if it's not on there, we have not made an agreement. The agreement is only for a pumpkin spice latte. That might be 700 calories. Oh, or maybe I read your order and I do the skim milk version this time. Yeah. We got to combine her with the the tech guy. Maybe they can come together right. and make some sort of app for this. <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Doug Key at, D, at Doug Key Comedy. Go follow Mother of the Year. That's the special. It's out right now on YouTube. Luxury Lounge. Not enough hangers. 
Dear Jared and guest, I'm writing to you during one of my least favorite semi-annual chores, swapping out my summer clothes for my fall winter wardrobe. I must admit, I do love to shop and can't pass up a great deal on a cute outfit, so I do own way more than any human would require. However, in my defense, I also go through my clothes frequently, and I am constantly donating items that I grow tired of and haven't worn in a while. But I still find myself having the issue time and time again. I simply can never have enough hangers to hang all my items in my closets. Yes, plural closets. I know I can just buy some at a store or on Amazon. However, that doesn't solve my immediate problem of not having enough hangers to hang the many items that I have laid out on my bed to put away. I've thought about buying them in bulk and storing excess um Excess ones for a rainy day when I run out. However, who has space to store 50 or so extra hangers? And have you ever tried to deal with a clump of loose hangers once they become all tangled together? Total nightmare. Thank you for allowing me a completely safe space to vent and not feel lonely, sincerely fed up and unhung up. What do you think, Doug Key? Am I the only one that puts multiple articles of clothing on one hanger? Yes. Do you do that? Yeah. No, I... I <laughs> <laughs> I do that with like a belt I'm double bagging and a it. shirt. I'm putting, no, yeah. he, I here's the problem with hangers: you never think of them until you need them. That's the problem. Yeah. Is like I'm not like, oh, I gotta get the extra hangers. Oh, I'm on Amazon. Let me throw in an order for extra hangers. And if you were, if you did go on Amazon, you go, I'm not spending this money. They give them to you for free at the dry cleaner. Yeah. Why yeah, would that's I ever do th- this? And that's the thing that that's the one thing that you always forget when you're going shopping. Everybody has the thing where it's been on their to do list for right. a year, and they just constantly they get home and they're like hangers. Right. I had I w- my grandfather passed away, and he had like maybe five hundred wooden beautiful oh, hangers with and the clips. The clips, all the versions, oh. every version it had the clips. It had the ones you'd find in the in in the hotel. It had the yeah. ones you'd, in the, you know the ones for your jacket. The one, and I remember, and it's just like this person saying, "Who has the room for five hundred wooden hangers?" And there was a point where I was like, "I gotta get rid of these." I I'm not Patrick Bateman. Like I don't have a place <laughs> that, like I don't have a closet <clears throat> that is built. With a mahogany closet. Like, I had, like, garbage rental, you know, apartment closet. Not, like, mahogany, rich, beautiful, I'm, you know, an investment banker closet. So I had to get rid of all these hangers. And every time I'm without a hanger, I think of these hangers. Like, every, because I'm like, I would never buy these. Only my grandfather would buy them. My grandfather would buy everything on like home shopping, all this stuff. He used to buy everything that would come across the screen. So like he obviously bought these at two in the morning. It was a set of 500 that got you another set for free, whatever their deal was. So we had these amazing, beautiful hangers and it was just too many. Like we had, honestly, the the solution was to split them up between my brother, my cousin and I, and we could all have our own hangers. But we just got rid of them. And now I yeah. have like two or three in my closet still. Every time I see them, I hate myself a little bit more. Like I and it's like this reminder of like one that I don't have the space for it, two that I gave up something that now I have to spend money on, and yeah. three, my own inefficiencies as a human adult. <laughs> well, this girl has the opposite problem, right? She needs more hangers. Right. I mean, I listen, I wish to God that I could have sent her these hangers to get them back or maybe in a, a shared hanger pro- program. And th- that's the other thing. This person 
they need the hangers. They don't have the space for them. But then you're like, you kind of do that thing where you go, I'll use the dry cleaner ones. And then within a month, they're like sagging and you're like, I'm just a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. When I move, every time I move, I always leave some hangers behind. Kind of like it's like a little like a chain letter that I'm passing. <laughs> I'm passing on. I do that with the the window treatment. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Luxury lounge here with Doug. He keeps sending in your luxury lounge complaints. Luxury lounge music snob edition. Jared, I hope you already know that you're the shit, but feather feather anyways. I'm running in with an undoubtedly unpopular opinion about popular old songs. I fucking hate them. What I hate more than popular songs is the fact that I now have to listen to Instagram stories on mute so that I'm not ambushed with everyone's horrible taste in music, especially when they choose a different song for every single slide and their unnecessarily long story for the day. Sure, free Britney. So happy for her. But please let her die, her songs die. Everyone freaking out about NSYNC coming back or fighting over BSB versus NSYNC. Can we just fucking not? Also, I hate Crocs. Please skip the song, Betch. What do you think? They don't like popular songs. I, I'm with them a little bit. What do you think? Uh, yeah, sometimes uh, somebody will post a song where I'm just like, this, is, this can't be good like for anybody except you. You know, you like you're the only person that likes this particular song. But right. I will put like on a story, I'll put like a, you know, an old uh, if it matches with the actual theme of the story, I'll put it on mm. it. Whatever. It's 10 seconds. Skip away. But I'm not going to do it for a 10 slide story and have, uh, the you know, the worst mix ever. 2003. Right. Here's the problem. All nostalgia isn't all good. Right. That's the problem. Anything aged. Just because it aged doesn't mean it aged well. So yeah. the idea that every Britney Spears song we should be obsessed with, just because what people don't do is they don't admit to, wow, this made me remember something. This brought me back to a time where I didn't have to open up bills and I didn't have to worry about my children and I didn't have to worry about the the length of life and retiring and how much money I have and where I land in this great big world of ours. And instead they go, look at this great song from 1999. It's like, no, no, no. It wasn't a great song. It was a period of your life that you wish you had back. You hate your current <laughs> life. And you're making yeah. us all listen to this song just so you can forget how you live right now. This is, there's no admission to the, this. Is, yeah. It's one thing to go, this song fucking sucked, but it makes me feel good because at least I feel like I'm 15 again. That's what yeah. they're doing, and they're making you go through the shitty music just so that they can have their moment where they forget that they fucking married the wrong person. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Yeah. NSYNC isn't great. Your husband sucks. That's the, the, <laughs> the story. Yeah, I put like, I mean, it, it, when people put songs to like make themselves look cool, I'm like, that's mm. sad. You know, right. Like I see the, uh, you know, I'm coming in hot, coming in hot. I'm I like everything. That. I did yes. put it once, but it was because I was in my grandmother's uh, stair chair that was going <laughs> real slow. And I put it on that ironically. And, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. But uh, for the most part, no, it's bad. I, I that those are two different versions. The one is like shitty song that you're just putting up because it's nostalgia because it makes you forget that you're 38. Yeah. And then there's the other song where it's like they didn't get ironic enough to like let us know that yes. like they don't think they're the shit. Like I when when people there was someone the other day 
put up like a video montage from their birthday party. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) you really think we're living in your movie like this? Like, I was like, this is the most narcissistic video. Like, and it was like the video was like the music was like this, you know, old Italian, like ah, hugging with all their friends. And I'm like. You really think you're the Godfather? You you really yeah. think you have? Y- yeah. What is going on? Like, why am I watching the montage of your fabulous birthday party? What am I doing? Why am I a loser? Why am I watching this? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're doing it to like keep a record of all your memorable things, but no, you definitely want people to think that like, oh, I'm the shit. This is my birthday party. Everybody came. Hot right, song. and I guess like then I'm like, is this the person? Is this the reason this person's successful? Is that they don't go? Who the fuck would want to see this? Look at how this makes me look. Do they not have that extra energy spent into like? Who the fuck do I think I am to do this? Like, yeah, they have no imposter syndrome, no healthy amount of imposter syndrome at all. <laughs> right. Like, when I go on stage, like, I have a moment where I'm like, what if I came out on stage to like welcome to the jungle and I like high five with everyone through the crowd? And then I go, Jared, you're going to go up and talk about your fucking body issues. What are you talking about? Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> Put on a fun song, <laughs> you know, that. Yeah. That you walk out to too quickly and no one even hears and fucking move on with it. Go do the show. That's so <laughs> funny. I opened for Nick DiPaolo years ago and he told me uh, they, were, they were playing like heavy metal songs and they were like, they're like, yeah, we're, we're playing this. Song. He's like, can you just not play any songs that's going to get people excited? We don't want them all riled up. <laughs> and then I went out there and I hosted it. I was like, all right, guys, make some noise. And he, after the show, he's like, let me tell you something. Never say make some noise ever again. <laughs> I was it's like, very, noted. That's so funny because you you know there is that element of like you know sometimes someone hosts the show and they're like, "Are you ready for the first?" The, you know, it's like for the man you came to see, the one that we all love. We should all suck his dick after the show. And you're like, "No, no, no, <laughs> enough." Yeah. How yeah. about I, I love the please for, welcome, please welcome. That's right. it. Please welcome this guy who's gonna make you laugh, and then we're all gonna go home and forget about each other afterwards. Simple. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. Doug Key, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Such a pleasure. Everyone go follow Doug Key at Doug Key Comedy. Go, go, go. Uh, the, the special. It's on YouTube right now. It's in the link. The link of it is in the bio of this episode. It's also yes. in the bio of Doug's Instagram. I just saw it. It'll be all over the place. You're going to love it. It's called Mother of the Year. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Thursday with your complaints. Keep sending your emails back next week. Boom. <laughs>